I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a devotional podcast designed with new moms in mind. Hey friends, I'm so glad that you're here joining us for a very special episode of Soul Care for the New Mom, where my husband Grant is joining me to talk about sex after kids. Welcome, Grant. Hello, my darling. It's great to be back (laughs) um, in season three. Um, I've watched you grow as a wife and as a podcaster over these past um, two seasons, and I'm excited to jump right in. Um, We wanted to talk about, uh, I wanted to talk about this um, specifically because um, there, there are just two, you know, there's multiple perspectives on this, on this topic. And Jess and I, you know, we've had multiple, so many conversations um, about this. And we just, we, we felt that um, this would be a great way to open up some dialogue between partners. Um, So. Yeah, I definitely agree about us wanting this episode to give you encouragement um, and having these important conversations with your spouse because we all know that sex after kids can be very tricky. Um, it's definitely a little bit different, um, if not a lot different, than what sex is like before kids. Um, and this has definitely been our case, and that's why we're sharing our journey today. Um, I also just want to make sure before we dive in that you know that this episode is not intended for tiny ears. So if you have little ones around who you don't want hearing this conversation, uh, please use discretion and be sure to use earphones or choose a different time to listen. Um, So let's just dive in. Um, I'm going to start just by kind of giving a little brief overview of what sex after having Tessa, our firstborn, was like. Um, after having Tessa, I, I felt like I virtually had no sex drive, like zero libido, no desire, nothing. Um, I know that part of this was hormonal as it is for a lot of women. Another part, um, was that I had literally just pushed an eight pound baby out of me and things just felt a little bit different down there and not quite as enjoyable. So even when we got the go-ahead to have sex at my six-week postpartum checkup, I still waited a while um, before having sex. And even when we did, it was more so out of this feeling of obligation. Um, And it was like that for a few months. Just, you know, I knew that Grant wanted it, and so we would do it. But it wasn't necessarily my idea or my, um, what I wanted. And that was really tough. Um, for, for me particularly, um, just because I, um, had a very heavy feeling of dissatisfaction and, and just overall rejection, um, because, you know, the doctor had said like, all right guys, you know, you, you can get at it now. Um, but Jess was still turning me down. Um, and I didn't, uh, want to, um, open up the door for, um, looking at other, uh, women, um, lust in a lustful way, or, uh, I didn't want, I didn't want, you know, uh, turn to masturbation because, uh, that just, I know that would have put a strain on our marriage. And, um, I just felt like I was on guard all the time. Um, there was a lot of tension. Um, and I was, I was, you know, um, I just, I wanted, to to have sex with Jess all the time but it just wasn't happening and that that 
caused friction between us and, and our marriage was weaker um, as a result. Um, yeah, and I and throughout all of this, I definitely felt a lot of guilt um, because I knew that he was struggling with really desiring me and feeling like he didn't have an outlet for that desire. Um, and I ended up at, you know, at some point I realized that I was praying almost every day for God to give me more desire for intimacy and more desire for sex with Grant. But it, it honestly felt like there was very little change or progress happening. Um, and then I met with a woman, um, a mentor who I really respect and admire from our church. And I ended up asking her for wisdom on how to desire my husband more and how to make him happy. And she gave me literally some of the best marriage advice I had ever received. She said to me that she has found in her marriage that anytime she didn't have a desire for intimacy, but she made it a priority anyway, the desire always followed because God desires oneness for husbands and wives too. And she believes that he honored her commitment to be obedient in pursuing oneness by increasing her desire as a result. Um, and this was just a profound revelation to me that I can initiate and believe that God will, God will honor my obedience by giving me the desire after I, after I choose to be obedient. So with that being said, I started making sex a bigger priority, whether I was feeling it or not. And to be, tell you the truth, at first, I didn't feel like anything was really changing. It was something that I was just doing still out of obligation, but I was doing it out of faith and out of hope that, that God would do something with this. And little by little, I did begin enjoying it over time. I began initiating it even when Grant wasn't asking or expecting it. I began um, just feeling more desire and more um, sensuality that I hadn't felt in a while because I was so used to being a mom and I forgot how to be a wife. I forgot how to be a lover and I forgot what my body could be used for before having children. So um, this definitely helped and what also helped a lot was my change in hormones over time um, because um, we eventually got pregnant again and this definitely mixed things up. And then I also wasn't breastfeeding quite as often. And I think that those two things combined created a huge increase in libido because all of a sudden I was wanting it all the time. And this really does just goes to show that our sex drive is very much connected to our physical bodies and all sorts of hormones and chemicals that are at play. Yeah. So there are several things that we'd like to address uh, that helped get us out of the rut we were in. And the first thing that we need to preface before saying any of that is that we believe it's important for you who are listening to uh, have these conversations with your husband, with your spouse, uh, and to pursue unity in all things uh, and not uh, just implement whatever we're saying without first having uh, these discussions. We are also not certified sex counselors, and so we are simply sharing our experience today and we are hoping that it's an encouragement to everyone. Um, it's not necessarily us stating our professional opinion on any uh, matter. So the first thing that helped us was a change in mindset where sex went from being all about the orgasm, uh, which, which was either a success or failure, uh, depending on whether or not we had an orgasm, to being more about intimacy. Uh, during this rough season of our sex lives, there were many times when Jess would be too uncomfortable or too in her head while having sex, and she'd ask to stop in the middle, 
and that would uh, create a cycle of just feeling rejected and feeling like we um, were not succeeding at sex and succeeding at intimacy, which, which just made us less comfortable in wanting to try it in general. We had to learn how to make the most out of these encounters and turn them into an opportunity to uh, just hold each other or love on each other and, and prove that it, it's not all about the orgasm and that uh, each other's heart is what matters most. Yeah, and this this change in our perspective on the purpose of us coming together in the first place was a huge deal for me because I did feel guilt and I did feel like I was a failure if Grant wasn't able to orgasm. And and honestly, up until this point in our marriage, I had already been having a super hard time having one myself. And I thought that, you know, at least one of us should get something out of it and it made the most sense in my mind for it to be him. So, but then our mindset started to change and I began to see that it's okay for sex to not be all about having an orgasm. And that's when I started to feel more comfortable and confident in the bedroom and I even enjoyed it more. And this actually opened up the door for me to want to try new things and to actually work on getting me to have an orgasm too. Because even if we tried something and it didn't work, it didn't feel like a failure per se anymore. Because our goal had shifted to being about oneness and being about unity and just loving each other's hearts and each other's bodies. Um, So around this time, a friend actually shared with me that she and her husband had been using um, a vibrator in the bedroom and that it was a really amazing experience for them. And she encouraged me to be open to trying it, too. So um, this was really new for me. Up until this point, Grant and I had kind of stayed away from the topic of sex toys, even though we had been married for two years. But then my friend was raving so much about it that I decided to just bring it up with him and see if it'd be something he might be opening to try as a way of, you know, just helping me have more pleasure in the bedroom. And he was hesitant when I brought it up, but it said we could try it. So we bought one. Mind you, I was six months pregnant at this time. And after we bought one and brought it home and we got all our giggles out because of just how weird and uncomfortable it felt to us, we actually tried it out. And well, let's just say that it was definitely a game changer. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I felt happier because of how much we were enjoying sex again and that Jesse was initiating a lot more and actually, you know, having an orgasm too. But one fear that Jess had was that she was afraid of losing her desire again after having James because we both still remembered how non-existent her sex drive was after having a baby the first time with Tessa and how breastfeeding played a role in that too. And yet we've both been uh, presently su- pleasantly surprised at just how quickly and easily Jess wanted to initiate and have sex again after James was born. And that brings us to the second thing that we believe has helped us. Now, the second thing that helped us is that I came to realize that there will always be excuses for why we either can't or we don't want to have sex. And I was the queen of making excuses, especially when we were at our lowest point. But the truth is that for every excuse I had, there was also an opportunity there to think creatively and come up with a solution that would make us both happy. Because again, the goal for us wasn't orgasm anymore. It was intimacy and oneness. So one excuse that I heard from Jess frequently was uh, just that she was too tired at the end of the day um, for us to fool around. But um, that just didn't fly with me. It just we got into a bunch of different fights about it. And eventually we just realized that we had to utilize our time better. And so um, we began looking for the little 
uh, slices of time while the kids were napping or right after I got home from work after a night shift and um, just seeking to uh, defeat that lie just um, through our effective use of our time available. Yeah, this solution was a lot more realistic for us than what we were trying to do, which was fit sex in at the specific time where I was too tired and then he had to go into work. Um, We just had to realize that our time was really limited because of the season that we're in and that there had to be a better way, and there was. Um, So another excuse I had, um, and this may be TMI, but we're already this far, so is that I didn't like how messy sex was. Um, Neither of us liked using a condom. And then for a while there, we were trying to get pregnant, so we didn't want one anyway. And then when I was pregnant, there was no need for one. So no condom, that wasn't what we wanted to use. But at the same time, I always felt like I wanted to shower um, after having sex. Um, And depending on what time of the day it was or whether I had already showered that day, I sometimes didn't want to go through all the hassle. And, you know, there was also the fact that at one point I was super pregnant and taking my clothes on and off to have sex or even just to shower had become such a pain that I literally just wanted to do anything else. So with that being said, we came up with a creative solution to this problem, which we came to together through a series of conversations of me talking about how I didn't want to have sex and it was too messy. Um, And our solution was to start having sex in the shower. Um, And it sounds so simple when I say it now, but at the time, this was something we really hadn't tried much before. And this was a solution that, again, it was, one, realistic uh, for the season that we're in. And two, it was appealing to the both of us. So um, as a result, we ended up having sex a lot more frequently. And I guess what we're trying to say is that no matter what season you're in or how many reasons you have for why you can't or why you don't want to have sex, there are still creative solutions out there, whether that looks like trying out a different time or a different location, maybe even a different position, or trying out a new tool for enhancing pleasure like a vibrator, if that is something you feel comfortable with doing. And the point is just don't let your excuses get in the way of coming together with your husband and making that intimacy a priority because it's far too important. Mm. And I love what it says in scripture uh, more than more than once, more than just in Genesis. Um, it says the two shall become one. Um, and so if there's something standing in the way with you being one with your spouse, uh, it needs to be addressed, not just, you know, bedroom stuff, but I mean, financial stuff or, or extended family strife, because otherwise you're just making yourself susceptible to, uh, division and temptation within your marriage. Um, even though Jess and I never, never reached a point where we, uh, thought we might have an affair or cheat on each other. Uh, there were times where we, we, we knew we were, vulnerable um and and we knew that the enemy was was prowling around us and that he was seeking to stir up even more conflict and distance between us um i'm reminded of what john 10 10 says that the thief uh, satan comes to steal kill and destroy and this is definitely true about what he tries to do in marriages today Yeah, and if you're struggling in your sex life, we want you to know that you are not alone. Because especially after having a baby, sex can be a very difficult thing to navigate, even if you've been married with a healthy sex life for years. Um, So what we want you to take away from this episode is that there is hope, and that the hurdles you are facing when it comes to being intimate with your husband can be overcome. 
Um, and it's important that you actively seek to overcome those things. Now, is there grace for the new mom who just had a baby and really doesn't feel ready to get back at it in the bedroom? Of course there is. You know, Ephesians 5 verse 28 says to husbands that they ought to love their wives as their own bodies. And when I thought about it, I realized that, you know, a man wouldn't want to push himself physically after having a sort of serious ordeal pertaining to the strength or the health of his body because he loves his body and he wants to take care of it because he needs it to perform to the best of its ability. So in the same way, I just think of how, you know, a man should love his wife um, in respecting that she may need time after having a baby to recoup both physically and emotionally before jumping right back into having sex. But at the same time, there's wisdom in the passage in 1 Corinthians 7 that says, The wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now, I love this passage because it just reminds us that there is an enemy who would love to get between you and your spouse and maybe already doing so. And one of the first courses of action you can be taking is by taking a look at what's going on in your sex life and realizing how you can pursue intimacy and oneness once again. And again, we encourage you to have those important conversations with your husband, to be open and honest with both them and yourself, and also know that the goal shouldn't be to get your way necessarily, but for the both of you to come to a place of agreement and peace, because that is what will honor God's intent for your marriage um, to the best of your ability. And uh, that's all we got for you today. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, you can find Jesse on Instagram at Soul Care for the New Mom. Uh, shoot her a message if you have any questions or uh, feedback. Uh, and you can also find her at soulcareforthenewmom.com. Um, let's close in prayer. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for uh, just the work that you're doing in our lives and ever, in all of our listeners' lives. Lord, we know that you uh, desire for all husbands and wives to be united um, as a representation of the body of Christ and the church. Um, Lord, and we uh, pray your continued wisdom and strength um, and that people would, um, that you would use our words and that you would use our actions um, today and every day uh, for an impact for your kingdom. Uh, Lord, follow, um, may we follow in your footsteps and may you uh, be always in front of us and behind us. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey friends, if you haven't already, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a review for this podcast on iTunes or in your Apple podcast app. Getting more reviews and ratings helps Soul Care for the New Mom get more exposure, which means more moms listening and more moms being filled with gospel truths and encouragement for their motherhood journey. I definitely want to see Soul Care continue to grow and you can help with that with your review. Plus, I love hearing your feedback and getting an idea of what this podcast has meant to you. So when you get a chance, please be sure to do that. That would truly bless me today.